That Naturopathic Podcast. TNP. Hello there. Hi, and thanks for joining us. I'm Dr. Michelle Fobega, naturopathic doctor. And I'm Dr. David Miller, ND, and we hear your frustrations. This show is for you. This show is for you if you're feeling like your current healthcare strategy is not getting to the root cause or the underlying reasons for your health. This show is for you if you've been told that you're fine, but you definitely don't feel very well. This show is for you if you're walking out of your doctor's office with one, two, three, four, or even five medications without any mention of diet, lifestyle, or a long-term game plan. This show is for you if you've got several specialists taking care of you, but no one is really putting all the pieces together. This show is for you if you believe that health should be part of healthcare. These problems have solutions. We know it. Our patients know it. And we want you to know it. Naturopathic medicine is the solution that you should know about. Hi, and welcome to another episode of That Naturopathic Podcast. It's Dr. Dave here, solo episode. Uh, again, I'm going to try and keep it pretty short. Um, and again, it's maybe a little bit more targeted towards the clinicians, the nerds. So nerds, fellow nerds, listen up. Um, this one is, um, it's it's kind of uh, related to a recent uh, excitement that I've had with using a new supplement. I haven't been this excited about a new supplement in a long time. Um, and I'm very hopeful, uh, that it will be very helpful in many of, uh, your, your, uh, cases. Um, so I'll skip right to it. I'll tell you this supplement is, um, a sublingual glutathione low dose, um, acetyl S glutathione. So it's an acetylated glutathione, which can cross the blood-brain barrier. Okay, and we don't use a very high dose, uh, 25 milligrams with cofactors for glutathione uh, recycling and production. Um, there's one naturopath who's designed this uh, particular supplement, which I really am uh, excited about specifically. And um, what you should notice when you take this sublingual glutathione, acetylated version, is some effects happen uh, in fairly short order. And where they seem to manifest uh, primarily is in the, the brain. Um, and I've seen some really interesting cases of neuropathic pain, neuropathy, uh, just neurological uh, issues, neuroinflammation, um, uh, fairly acutely changing um, when nothing else seems to, to be addressing it. Um, again, short little, um, samples of people that I've used it in, but I'm, I'm actually very excited. So what I thought I'd do is, uh, connect the, the dots between, um, some labs that I now look, look at and think maybe these would be other signs of, uh, glutathione deficiency or, um, uh, signs that, you know, in addition to the brain signs, maybe some blood signs. So it's sort of like a blood brain connection here um, that will help maybe give us a little bit more um, uh, accuracy or precision in applying uh, glutathione based uh, therapies for uh, chronic disease. Okay. So neuroinflammation, uh, there's so many signs of neuroinflammation, right? There's like, uh, just some some simple stuff like brain fog, um, you know, uh, memory problems, concentration problems, just any cognitive deficit, 
confusion. And then with regards to mood, mood swings, irritability, anxiety, depression, agitation, uh, I would say headaches, including migraines, uh, sensory issues like sensitivity to light and sound, visual disturbances, uh, changes in taste or smell, muscle weakness or stiffness. Uh, I have this muscle stiffness, so I'm, I'm excited to see um, how this maybe changes for me. Uh, coordination issues, tremors, involuntary movements, uh, just fatigue. You know, uh, obviously that's fatigue that hasn't been addressed by other means. Maybe you have to do an iron panel. Um, but yeah, insomnia, disrupted sleep or, you know, and how, of course, that's disrupted sleep is going to affect fatigue. Um, chronic pain, headaches, joint pain, neuropathic pain, where it's like buzzing. There's like a tingling, like a definite kind of, uh, you can tell there's a neurological issue, right? Or pain that we think is muscular pain. Well, remember muscles just do whatever the nerves say. So it's a nerve problem. Uh, neurological symptoms, uh, speech difficulties, balance, gait issues. Uh, I'd probably add to that maybe some tinnitus issues with, uh, um, hearing, um, and then neurological diseases for which glutathione is probably a treatment target of the future. If it's not already like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, ALS, um, all those neurodegenerative diseases. Okay. So that's the brain side of things. And, you know, you can probably see why I'm pretty excited about a, a glutathione supplement that may help, um, mitigate at least, or, or treat on a deeper level. Uh, some of those things, uh, that would be enough. Now, what I've done is sort of look back at some of the people it seems to be helping and go, hmm, what could I look for in some labs that might be uh, helpful in, in sort of applying it more precisely? And it's a counterintuitive use of a lab. This I, I, I looked, I even used chat GPT. I looked at, um, uh, I looked at, you know, PubMed. I'm not seeing much here, but uh, Knowing the mechanism of the this uh, this uh, lab examination or this lab test HbA1c, I've I've figured that when you get someone with a really low HbA1c, like someone who's you think might have issues with insulin, glucose, blood sugar, but they come they come back with an HbA1c of like five or maybe four point eight or something like that. I remember when it first happened, someone uh, who I you know, a, a patient of mine, like, there's no way that that is like a really healthy index of HbA1c levels. There's something else going on. So when you look at uh, the assumptions of the test, they're based on the three month survival of an H, uh, sorry, of a red blood cell. So a long time ago, I had the inclination, maybe really low HbA1c has something to do with red blood cells that don't, um, uh, get glycosylated as much and therefore stay with a really low HbA1c number just because they didn't live long enough. And so it might be a sort of um, uh, kind of index of red blood cell uh, fragility. Uh, and then the same person with the really low uh, HbA1c had spherocytosis and abnormal, uh, abnormal cell shapes, ellipt elliptocytes, basically uh, blood dyscrasias, you know, there's some, some weird, um, red blood cells indicating that the red blood cells are fragile and therefore indicating perhaps that they could be uh, low in glutathione.
because glutathione will be very protective for the uh, the red blood cell. Um, maybe less related or or less likely to be um, uh, an important marker, but still worth worth checking would be uh, bilirubin conjugated or unconjugated bilirubin because it's a breakdown product of uh, red blood cell uh, hemolysis. Um, and then another patient, a different patient uh, who I've used this uh, supplement with recently uh, had um, anemia. It was a male patient um, around my age, so like 44, 45. And his um, anemia did not improve with iron supplementation and betaine HCL. So why? Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss, but then he's got a little bit high, uh, high normal or, or maybe it was elevated. I forget Billy Rubin. And uh, so I put, putting the pieces together and he's got neuropathic signs. So he's, he's going to be uh, taking this supplement. And so that's another one, uh, strange shapes of red blood cells, low numbers of red blood cells or anemia. That's, um, not getting better with, uh, you know, good treatment like uh, hydrochloric acid, uh, betaine HCL, and uh, an adequate uh, iron supplementation based on labs, obviously. Um, but another sign of the the, the previous patient uh, is splenomegaly or tenderness in the upper left quadrant of the abdomen. And you may see a lot of stomach issues. Uh, because the spleen is attached to the stomach and it's attached to the uh, diaphragm. Um, if you if you sort of tap or or percuss or press on the around the tenth rib or a little bit above there, uh, maybe on the lateral side of the abdomen, mid axillary line, do some percussion really high, like you said, around the tenth rib, maybe a ninth tenth rib. Uh, there'd probably be some tenderness there. That's another sign, perhaps that the the spleen is a little overworked or, you know, um, it's working hard anyway to deal with the red blood cell breakdown because that's your recycling depot um, for your, for your uh, you know, the cells, the red blood cells that are being broken down and recycled. So that is the sort of blood brain uh, connection for which I think it's a really good uh, indicator for the, use of some sort of glutathione-based support. Recently, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm very, very interested and very, very excited, more excited than I was about saffron, more excited than I was about serenogen. Um, very excited about the use of this sublingual acetylated uh, glutathione supplement. And um, so if you've got those signs, the brain signs, maybe that alone is enough, or maybe the uh, the addition of some really low HPA one C numbers that don't make any sense. You know, if it's way if it's under five point two ish, I, I mean, I'd be I'd be questioning it. And then if you add on top of that some anemia and maybe some uh, bilirubin, uh, and and you know, there's a few other signs there. If you put all those together, I, I think that um, supporting glutathione production might be really, really helpful, especially if you uh, suspect any long-term oxidative stress, autoimmune disease, um, et cetera. It's a, really, it's a really logical thing to try at some point if you're dealing with um, chronic disease management. So I uh, hope that's uh, helpful and punchy and not too nerdy, but nerdy enough uh, for those who are nerds. Okay, until next week, take care.
Bye-bye.